Do you need help making your daily sports wagers? Check out the Coda Sports Gambling Network at CodaSportsCappers.com. They offer free daily picks on their website and have a bi-weekly podcast called the Mount Lockmore Podcast that you can find on Spotify, Apple Music, or Google Play. The Coda Sports Gambling Network is home of the top sports cappers in the Dakotas. They are South Dakota's number one source for sports gambling information. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Coda Cappers, or visit their website at CodaSportsCappers.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Thursday, and welcome back to the Mount Lockmore Podcast, episode 29. Man, we're just climbing and climbing every single week. It is fun to be a part of here, presented by the Coda Sports Gambling Network. And B. Russ, how you doing? It's Thursday, a couple more days till Friday. Obviously, we got a huge, huge game on Saturday in the FCS your jackrabbits, your bunnies against my bison. Finally, after it was, uh, you know, pushed back a couple weeks, we finally have that game uh, coming here on Saturday. So so how are you doing this Thursday, B-Russ? Fantastic. Ready to roll, ready for a beautiful weekend. I mean, ready to stake our claim as the number one <laughs> team in the FCS. So, you know, it, it couldn't get any better, really. Exactly. Big, big game, big game. Uh, you know, that, that number one seed could be up for grabs. It definitely is. And the Dakota marker is coming back to the good side of uh, the line. So the uh, the Bison have won the last three Dakota marker games. But uh, as B Russ and our good friend Andy have pointed out on me uh, to me on Twitter that uh, the past doesn't matter. Uh, and it's the no, B Russ. It's a new era. era. It's, it's a new, new era. era. It's the B. It's <laughs> the B Russ era. Um, you know, we're we know nothing but winning championships. That's what we're all about now. Uh, Regular season doesn't matter. So even if you guys win this one, so, yeah, we'll see you guys here in a few weeks anyway. So if if you want, I'll eat. Well, we'll let you have this one. We'll see you in Frisco. Okay. So it sounds like B Russ would rather win the title than a Dakota marker. Yeah, Dakota marker means nothing to me. <laughs> it, it's but the, if you want, if we take it, then you know that's just a little cherry on top. That, exactly. It's a very. Uh, it's it's not a good looking trophy. That's for sure. I don't know. I've I just know it's called the Dakota marker. I know it does. It look like, what does it look like? Yeah. It's probably three feet tall, just like, you know, uh rock brick. And it just, it's just a marker, a land marker. <laughs> There's some, some great trophies out there though. In, in the college football, like college football takes their rival. Like, obviously they take their rivalry seriously. They're the only ones with trophies and shit. Yeah. And, um, you know, just about every freaking rivalry game, it seems like. Do you have a, a favorite trophy that, that you can think of in, in college um, football? I mean, it's got to the this conflict uh, trophy between UCF and UConn. Did you ever hear about that? I don't know if story? I have. No. What, what? So when UConn was in the AAC, they wanted to start this, you know, rivalry with UCF, and so they had the civil conflict trophy and UCF like wanted nothing to do with it and so I think they um UConn went down to Orlando got their asses kicked uh and then UCF didn't even like acknowledge the trophy they just left it on the field and so UConn went and like grabbed it and they still have it to this day and I don't think they played they haven't played in a long time but it's just one of those that like you know like you can't just manufacture rivalries like this, like that, like, you know, it's got to be, you know, your your next door neighbor across town on the yep. other side of the border, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, your Ole Miss, Mississippi State, 
you know, the uh, what's the one called that uh, USC and I think it's is it Notre Dame play for some like the shillelagh or some okay, plate? it just looks like I'm not gonna lie to you, it looks like a uh, an adult. Um, <laughs> uh, where are we going here, B Russ? <laughs> the jewel um, shillelagh is that what it's called? The jewel shillelagh, yeah, yeah that's shillelagh, what yeah. are you looking at it? Yeah, uh. It's something. Um, uh-huh. it, it's very interesting. Look, um, there's a Alex ruby phallic shape. Yes, there we go. Good, good way to put it. Mm-hmm. There's a ruby placed uh, onto it for a USC victory and an emerald if if Notre Dame wins. So, I mean that one's that one's great. Uh, I mean Ohio State, Michigan. I don't think they don't technically play for it. It's just if Ohio State beats Michigan, then everybody gets a pair of gold pants and. You know, they've gotten about 20 pairs of gold pants at this point because <laughs> since the turn of the century. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of some other. like uh, Paul Bunyan's axe, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Paul Bunyan's axe, the yep. little brown. Like the Big Ten yep. is really like the king yes. of rivalry trophies. Like you have the, uh, oh, a great one, the Illibuck. Oh, the yes, Illibuck, yeah. fantastic trophy. Um, yes. I've touched I've touched the Illibuck. No, not to brag or anything. Yeah. Uh, Fun fact, did you know right when that started, that was a, a actual live turtle? It was a real turtle. Yeah, it was a real yeah. turtle. Yeah. yeah, and then they just had to take care of it, and then I think it died or something like that. Or I don't know. I can't remember if it died or if they were just like, yeah, this is a little too inhumane, this turtle moving back and forth from Ohio to Illinois. Like, let's just get this wooden turtle now. Like, it, where did I get – I don't know why a turtle was, like, the first thing they thought of. Did they just find this yeah. turtle, like, in Lake Michigan or Lake Erie or, you know, but – very that's sweet. a great one the little brown jug great one uh paul bunyan's axe paul bunyan paul bunyan for some reason has two trophies named after him because i think was it wisconsin and minnesota play for the axe and then yep uh iowa and wisconsin maybe play for their paul bunyan's trophy and yes. it's just a giant right. trophy of just paul bunyan yep yep iowa wisconsin and, yep um the stanford axe is i think that's it right um between Stanford and Cal, I, mm-hmm. I think the cool thing about that is the students of the school that wins, they, they, they get to keep it around. Yeah, like that's the same thing with the Illibuck, like every okay. year at that, like the next game. So say Ohio State wins one year and then the next year Illinois wins, they, Ohio State students like pass it on to the Illinois students. I mean, it's not a rivalry by any stretch of the imagination, like yeah. Ohio State's dominated them for what seems like forever. But yeah, it's... Uh, just something about college football and that's just what makes college football special. It's, you know, you got the pageantry and the passion and people are, you know, handing wooden turtles to each other every year. And it's just, I think there's a Rose, the Rose Floyd pig. Another one, I think that's Iowa and or is that Nebraska, if I'm not mistaken. No, that's, is it Iowa? I mean, I don't like, I I mean, there's so many trophies like this. I, we could go on like there's the egg and then the, all the names too like the egg bowl yep. which is a great one between like why the egg bowl it's not yeah. like it's mississippi is known as the egg state um you got the apple cup that one's pretty obvious yep. between uh um the washington schools you got what used to be called civil war between the oregon schools they aren't anymore i mean there's just some the uh, one that i complete i just remembered at uh between two ohio teams every year the wagon wheel Ooh. can you i'll give you ten dollars if you can guess what two schools play for the wagon wheel 
Uh, I already gave you a little bit of a hint there. So, uh, Ohio and Bowling Green. No, Akron <laughs> and Kent State. Okay. <laughs> the Golden Boot, Arkansas Golden Boot. and LSU. Doesn't I mean, uh, just, doesn't Air Force, Army, and Navy like do a three? The Commander in Chief, the Commander in Chief yeah. Trophy. Yeah. Yep. That one. Yep. That's a good one. Uh, I mean, you're looking at let's see the the Bridger Rifle. Ooh, <laughs> Utah State and Wyoming. Okay. The victory bell between Duke and North Carolina. Keg of nails between Cincinnati and Louisville. I mean, Ooh. this is just some electric. This one makes sense. When's the last time you seen the Crab Bowl Trophy? <laughs> Where's that? Where? What's what two schools are playing for the Crab Bowl Trophy? Uh, Louisiana and Louisiana Tech. No. <laughs> Maryland does two things: crab cakes and football. Oh. Okay, okay. Maryland and Navy play for the... They have, don't I mean, they have crab cakes in Louisiana? I mean, I'm sure they do, but... Okay. Maryland crab cakes and football, that's what Maryland does, baby. Okay. Maryland? I, I mean, I'm just looking at all these are some electric. The Cyhawk Trophy, the Floyd of Rosedale is Iowa and Minnesota. Okay. That's what I, Iowa. I see, I knew it was somewhere. I knew that pig. I've seen that pig before. The Paul Bunyan Trophy. Yes. We were way off. Yes, we were. Michigan, Michigan. At least we're State. in the right conference. Yeah, yeah. The little brown jug, Michigan, Minnesota. Five dollar bits of broken chair trophy, like Minnesota, Nebraska. Wow. Paul Bunyan's axe, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Like, what are we doing here? Like, come on, let's cool it. The I Shillelagh trophy, the Jules Shillelagh. Yeah, yeah. These are all just absolutely electric. There's so many. I, I'm gonna start looking on like eBay, like hats with all these trophies, right? And start collecting those. I think that's what I'll start collecting. I like it. I'm always looking um, for something to collect. You know what? Oh, I forgot the Black Diamond Trophy. Ooh. What two teams play, play for that trophy? Uh, they play this year. What's that? Renewing the rivalry after, I think, when's the last time they played? Black Diamond? Like, they've just been like 20 years almost since they played. Black Diamond. Hmm. I, I, I have no idea. Zero. Virginia Tech and West Virginia. Oh. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Black Diamond. I so was the Black like Diamond Trophy will be up up for grabs this year. So yep. they'll be coming back to Morgantown. There we go. Is you know. I I still think the old college football playoff, like the the Crystal Ball. Do you remember that? That was a great trophy. I that mean, they still give trophy. that out. I'm pretty sure. Do they? Okay. I think that I think they still give that to the champs. Okay. But uh, one that I forgot about that is a classic trophy when oklahoma and texas play and the winner gets that golden hat and then yeah. you just got a picture of like charlie strong walking around with this <laughs> that thing's probably gonna weigh like 25 pounds oh my goodness could you imagine just walking around the boom broken neck <laughs> oh we could we could go on and on and on man so college football is just the best it's a different breed the people the faint like just college football itself is just a different breed Yep, and Saturday is going to be another big showdown, right? It might be FCS football, but uh, this 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 South Coast State NDSU North Coast State rivalry is as strong as ever, and uh, it's going to be a good game. Two 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 of the top teams in FCS going at it for uh, for that number one bid, and uh, it should be fun. So, B Russ and I will have another uh, the Coda FCS Pick'em Show. We'll have a little more diving into that game. Uh, coming out here uh, probably Saturday morning. So, uh, again, it should be fun. Make sure to check us out on Twitter and all that jazz as well. So, B-Russ, before we get into, uh, you know, just uh, trophy talk here, we better uh, better talk about you, man. 
you uh, had a heck of a couple of days early this week, uh, betting wise, uh, undefeated day, and then an, an over day. So uh, just kind of walk us through their uh, Monday and Tuesday. Monday was electric. Like you know, it's just one of those when you're when you know you see that first one hit and you're like, oh, it's going to be a good day. Um, like Pittsburgh and Chicago, or no, that wasn't it. It was the next day. The Reds money line hit. Phillies, Angels, they were all just cooking Chicago. The Cubs can't score any runs. So, you know, that's like stealing candy from a baby at this point. Um, and then Tuesday, you know, they just, you know, for whatever reason, they just weren't hitting. And then I decided I got a little – decided to chase a little bit in the evening. And, you know, when you chase and the good things never happen. So, uh, yep. five and five for the week so far. <laughs> but hey you are on top of the cappers contest man for now i don't think i will be after today or <laughs> after uh, wednesday wednesday little rough wednesday for you oh you know i'm just sitting at a solid one. Oh no zach we up oh, just kidding it's not as bad as i thought it would be two and three i'll take <laughs> okay. that all right unless the phillies can you know pull off this miracle comeback then hey but two and three i'll take that i for some reason zach wheeler k, zach wheeler's k is bang prop hit Easy. Zach Wheeler I read this stat so I was looking on Wednesday I was doing a little research and I'm looking and uh somebody I saw a stat that said uh Zach Wheeler against the Mets who's his former team in the last two seasons has a 13.0 K per nine inning rate against wow. the Mets and so that was almost I like had to, you have to take that at that point and the odds were pretty good on that weren't they uh was it it was one to one okay it's not bad so yeah i mean i'll take that yeah so you gotta get take it take wins where you can exactly um i've been diving into those over k's too and uh hitting some losing some but i I think that's a fun bet as well and uh you you brought everybody at the network on b russ the no run in the first inning and that's been electric that is electric like uh who was it the reds and the giants the other night it was one i chased and i threw on the nfr or nrifi and no runs first inning and you know they scored eight runs in the first inning so it was almost (laughs) like immediately i was just like oh my gosh and then i had the reds money line in that game too and they were up four to nothing and you look at it and like you're at like 85 percent to hit giants come back and score four in the bottom of the first it was that game was just an absolute roller coaster on tuesday night and the Reds had a one-run lead too late in that game, but gave it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. That's classic Reds. <laughs> exactly. So there we go. There's uh, kind of how B-Russ went down. Uh, I've been making money off the Timberwolves because they're just god-awful. But B-Russ, I got to ask you, I don't know if you heard, uh, obviously A-Rod and another uh, gentleman have uh, you know kind of agreed to purchase the, the Wolves from uh, Mr. Glenn Taylor. But Carl, or not Carl Anthony Towns, uh, um, Anthony Edwards, the rookie from the Timberwolves, claims he doesn't know who A-Rod is. Should I be concerned as a Timberwolves fan? So I saw that, but then did you see the video where he's doing the interview and he's like, oh, dude, I was like, I was a stud baseball yeah. player. I play, I was pitcher, I was shortstop, <laughs> I was third base, I was center field, I was batting cleanup. Like, but okay, bro, you can't be this superstar, like baseball player, like you claim you are, and then you don't know who A-Rod is. Yeah. So I was trying to do some math. A-Rod was in the league, like, was it eight years ago? I think he at 35 years old. I think he like eight years ago. I think mm-hmm. that, that would put, that would put Anthony Edwards. He's what 19. So like mm-hmm. 11, 12 years old, like, dude, 
that, that's when you're playing your, your stud baseball in the summer. Uh, you you got to know who A-Rod is. Yeah, you have, like, unless he just didn't have a TV growing up and, you know, I don't know, like, he's just a weird, a weird dude. He, <laughs> what, are, what are some of the other things he said this year where it's just like, excuse me what yeah he like he like claims he doesn't even enjoy basketball like yeah that was another one he that came out like last year he's just like oh i just i would have been a better football player and or he enjoyed football more yeah so yeah yeah weird dude we're we're doing the the dude's a baller uh he -hmm. he might not like basketball but the dude is good good at basketball he's probably gonna win rookie of the year so uh yeah just uh i'm making money off the timberwolves but also when the games are over i'm just like what the hell is this team doing? Like, it, it, I, I, I don't get it. All these wrong, young rookies just talking just nonsense. Can't, I can't believe it. So It's uh, like, how does it make you feel that you have, like, this young talent? You got Ant, you got Cat, you got D-loading, and then you just are dog shit. Yep. Uh, we got Rubio, you know, as a veteran presence. <laughs> uh, sure. Th- this team's trash. Jared Culver, uh the worst maybe pick in top five worst pick in NBA history. Um, the dude is horrible. Uh, he had the worst game possibly not ever, but he played so bad in that Texas tech, uh, Virginia national title game in the cities. And uh, the Timberwolves are still just like, you know, this guy's all right. We'll take him with the sixth pick. So uh, mm-hmm. again, that's just the organization B Russ. I mean, at least you're not the Cavs where it's like, Hey, Let's draft you, won, guard. you won one. You got LeBron. You you got Colin Sexton. You got you got guys. You got. I mean, yeah, we won one, but now it's just like I don't know what direction we're going in. Like, we didn't trade Kevin Love. Like Kevin Love needs to go. I love him. He needs to go. Uh, we drafted a point guard in Colin Sexton in 2019, 2018. I can't remember. I and then we drafted another point guard in <laughs> Darius Garland. So I mean, like. What are we doing drafting point guards back? Like, I mean, you get you apparently you just can't have too many point guards if you're the if you're the Cavs. Hey, apparently not. <laughs> the more ball handlers, the more ball dominant guys you have on your team, the better. There we go. There we go. Screw shooting the ball. We just need ball handlers. We exactly. Don't <laughs> we'll handle the shit out of the ball, but you know, <laughs> getting the ball in the bucket, that's a different that's a whole different game. Exactly. Not the Cavs. Not the Cavs. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh uh, the the two boys on the Mount Lockmore podcast uh, just rooting for for NBA teams that just clearly have no idea what's going on. So uh, it should make for a fun. Option. I'm rooting for all, all my teams that have no idea what the hell is going on. Yeah, that's point. Indians. I, I'm in the same boat. I mean, the the Vikings made some moves this offseason, so we're all right there. The Twins Raiders have, Raiders haven't been competent for like 20 years, but they're in Vegas. Um, dude. Come on, that is. I mean, I'll I'll definitely be going to at least one game yeah. this year, no doubt. Um, Blue Jackets, who the hell knows what's going on with them? They can't figure shit out. Um, the Cavs, I, don't, I got a championship over in December with my with the MLS and the Columbus Crew, but you know, I mean, it's just it's a roller coaster of emotions being me. It's it's tough being me if we're being honest. There we go. It's tough being B Russ. That should be in your Twitter bio. And you got um, like eight eight championships or whatever you keep bragging about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, I guess, I guess I don't have my hat here. The Bison, and they're gonna get another one here this this uh, this spring. So well, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, this, these guys, they don't know. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Basketball rifle championship, rifling though. You, rifle. They dominate, right? They've won like 17 out of the last 20 rifle championships. 
there we go. That, that's the real sport right there. Is it troubling that West Virginia's won more rifle championships than the Army than Army has? Absolutely. Someone should be concerned <laughs> about that. I am concerned about that. <laughs> <laughs> because that's actually quite troubling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very- the, the people that are going to be serving and protecting our country are, can't handle a <laughs> rifle as well as some hillbillies in the mountains. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of makes sense, though, to be honest. I, I mean, it's troubling, but it absolutely makes it a <laughs> thousand percent. Oh, that that's awesome. Uh, also, to just to pile on, the Twins have like led in every single game this season, and they're like not above five hundred. So that's also very fun too. Oh, I'm pretty sure was this. I think we talked about this on the last episode. Um. I got into it with soup yeah. on Twitter. Did you see that about the Indians? And yep, the yeah, yeah, no, we did talk about that the other day. Yeah, but you know, Twins haven't even won a playoff game, and they're oh, and they're oh for their last eighteen. So yeah, win a playoff game and then talk trash soup. Yep, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. This year, baby. This year, uh, maybe we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right, B Russ. Let's uh, let's get into some gambling news here quickly, and then we we got our five plays for Thursday. April 15th, uh, some gambling news. Pete Rose um, has joined a uh, gambling network called Uptick Trade. We talked about this in an early, early, early episode of the Mount Lockmore podcast. Um, the Vegas Knights, they, uh, they signed on a, a betting company, and I, I believe it was Uptick, or yeah, Uptick Trade. Anyways, Pete Rose has joined them now, and uh, he's just getting dragged on Twitter left and right. Well, I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like he, from, is, what's, from the, Pete, what's Pete Rose? Know, what is Pete Rose known for? He's known for being the greatest hitter yes. in baseball history. Yep. And he's known for getting kicked out of baseball because he gambled on his own team. So, I mean, it, it fits the bit like it's absolutely, it'd be like uh, <laughs> OJ Simpson being like the face of like a glove company. Like <laughs> is, is there a better fit? Or like if the Ford, if the new Ford Bronco came out and it, oj simpson was driving it around in the commercial that'd make just too much sense oh absolutely a super bowl commercial that that should have should have been a super bowl commercial right there uh but you got the the old white the old white men there b russ you know screw pete rose he 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 threw away you know the game and all that stuff those are the people that are pissed the the burner accounts you know stuff like that i mean he should be in the hall of fame (laughs) barry bonds should be in the hall of fame yep roger clemens should be in the hall of fame like just let's let's stop the nonsense like acting like the baseball hall of fame is this high and mighty yeah this club yeah let's get out of here like just stupid oh on that note uh hall of speaking of hall of fames you know what i'm about to ask you i think i do is julian edelman a hall of famer uh no <laughs> i don't I, understand what he brings out of people <laughs> like the dude retired and then people just went bananas on yeah twitter just saying like no he's not a hall of famer yeah he's a hall of famer there there was it was people on the left people on the right side uh i don't know here's the stat that does it for me jeremy macklin has more receiving career receiving yards than he does yeah so that's all you have to say and look who jeremy macklin was getting his the ball thrown to him from yeah i mean like sam bradford and (laughs) i don't even know who else like yeah Uh, sam bradford probably mcnab huh which is not bad was McNabb there that late? Like, was he? Jeremy I, Jeremy Macklin seems like he was in the league like 15 years ago. Yeah, that's true. He was on that. He was on that 05 Eagles team that went to the Super Bowl. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was he wasn't, but <laughs> I know. <laughs> he, he is an old an old dude. Uh, no, I don't think I don't. Okay, here's a better question, B Russ. Do you think Edelman goes to the Bucks? No, I think he's just. I think he's retired. I think that okay. he's done. Like he's got too many problems with his knee. Yeah. And me being a, I also have issues yes. with my knee right now, so I get it. Yeah. I had to retire from city league basketball, so it's been a t- it's been a tough week. You know, I had to I had to put the season on hold. I got to get myself better. You know, so yep. well, I just want to thank everybody that you know believed in me. Um, we're gonna come back stronger. Shout out to my boys. They're going to go win another championship. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but, you know, I just felt that, you know, right now is a good time for me to just step away and uh, get myself better. Will, will you be staying on the sideline as a player coach? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to drive. I'm not going to go to the rec center unless <laughs> unless I'm playing. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, because if you would have said yes, I would have called you crazy. Yeah, I don't. I also don't want to see Jonathan that much. <laughs> also fair. <laughs> he does like the Utah Jazz. He, he, there's some problems there. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who likes the Utah Jazz or just an insane person. Absolutely. Uh, I had to ask the Edelman question because I don't know if you saw Gronk was on TMZ and uh, someone said, "Hey, uh, what, what's the, what's the you know percent chances that uh, Edelman comes to the Bucks?" And uh, what do you think Gronk said there, B. Russ? Number 69. Yep. <laughs> it has to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Too easy. Too easy. So and come on. That's like, that's just a softball right there. You just oh. threw that one. Like, come on. I knocked that one out of the park. Too easy. All right. So there's uh, our quick gambling news here on the Mount Logmore podcast. B Russ. Uh, let's get into our Thursday plays April 15th, man. I can't believe it's already the middle of April, but uh, who are you rolling with here on this Thursday? All right. So as we have heard from our, uh, guests on the show, yep. our buddies. Um, I'm rolling with their triple play parlay. Um, so that one, Phillies plus one and a half, Arizona, Washington over nine, A's money line. Uh, they just listened to their reasoning. No, I need I say anymore. <laughs> no, I like um, it. I like it. I'm all. And then we're rolling with, listen, I. Maybe I'm going to get on the train too late, uh, but I'm rolling with the Boston Red Sox money line. Oh, I don't know, B-Russ. They've won I, three in a row against the Twins. They've won seven in a row overall. Like That's true, yeah. Are they the hottest team, are they the hottest team in baseball? <sighs> Definitely. Mean, yeah. I mean, they couldn't have gotten off to a worse start getting swept by the Orioles, and now they've won seven in a row. Yep. I mean, plus 140, how can you not, like, uh, take that all day and twice on Sunday. So I'm rolling with the uh, Boston money line. Um, I mean, both of these offenses stink. So I think I'm going to go with a two plays here in the Texas and Tampa Bay game. I'm rolling with uh, Texas, Tampa, no runs first inning, most electric bet in uh, sports. So no runs in the first inning in that one. And then I'm also rolling with the under four and a half in the first five. Okay. All right. So those are my real quick, my four plays, the triple play parlay, the Boston Red Sox money line, uh, Tampa Bay, Texas, NRFI, no runs first inning, and then under four and a half in the first five in that game as well. Okay. I like it. Too anemic offenses, like just god-awful offenses. Just horrible. Just awful. 
yeah, I mean, Rich Hill's pitching. He's got it. It's it'll be like stealing money, to be honest. <laughs> that those are the best bets, B Russ. When you know it's mm-hmm. just an automatic winner. Boom, yeah. boom. All right. Uh, I got my five plays here. Uh, the first one, uh, B Russ isn't gonna like. I like the Twins minus one and a half here, B Russ. Uh, there, there's no way this team loses four straight to the Boston Red Sox, regardless if the Red Sox are the hardest team in baseball. Uh, the Twins got Michael Pineda on the mound. Uh, they're going to shut down the Red Sox offense. b is about to fall asleep on me here. And the Twins are about to score like eight runs and going to win this eight to two and cover the minus one and a half. So I'm taking the Twins in this game right here for my first bet. b does not like it. Him and his mustache, man. There's something about that. <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right, Drew Timmy. <laughs> uh, in, in my second bet here, I got Cleveland and the Chicago White Sox over seven, seven and a half runs. Uh, B Russ always talks trash about the Indians, but uh, these first two games here went under. Uh, the White Sox just scored six runs in like the first inning, I believe, on Wednesday. And uh, I, I think they can continue that, uh, you know, offensive streak coming into this game here on Thursday. So uh, they could even get this again by themselves. So I'll take the Indians, Chicago White Sox over. We're actually, speaking of, we have a perfect game going through six and two thirds here. Okay. Rodone. Um, you know, so clearly this Indians offense is just the yeah. greatest offense of all time. I've been yeah. saying it all year. Unless Jose Ramirez does anything, this offense stinks. Boo. So, again, I think the White Sox can, can get this over easily by themselves, seven and a half, um, like they did here on Wednesday night. I also like the Rockies and Dodgers. Uh, this is going to be kind of interesting. Under eight runs here. Coming into Wednesday's game between these two, uh, Colorado's total had gone under its last five games, and the Dodgers under, surprisingly, was four and one coming into their game on Wednesday. So uh, I'll follow the trend here. I'll fall into that trap um, and, and take the under eight. I just think, uh, you know, the two pitchers can duel and uh, keep this a low-scoring one here in on Thursday. Excuse me. So I'll take the under eight runs in the Rockies-Dodgers. I also like the Celtics. We'll go to the NBA now. The Celtics against the Lakers, minus six. The Celtics have been playing a, a lot better basketball as of late. They've actually looked pretty good. I think uh, Jalen Brown uh, and uh, Jason Tatum are pissed at ESPN for, uh, I don't know if you saw this list, B-Russ, like the top the top talent under 24 in the NBA. And uh, they had like LaMelo Ball third. And uh, they just had some, some strange stuff going on. They had Luka one, uh, Zion two, which was good. But then like LaMelo three, uh, they had like um, Michael Porter Jr. from the Nuggets in the top five I think some some of the guys did so uh, I think those two young Celtic stars are pissed and uh, they're on a mission obviously the Lakers without no AD and LeBron I think uh, the Celtics can come away with this one on the road and then I like the Warriors uh, the Warriors on the road against B Russ's Cleveland Cavaliers no line is out yet but uh, I think Steph can show up and uh, show these young ball handlers in Cleveland how to play some basketball so I'll take, I'll take Golden State <laughs> there we go. yes yes course the line's not out there yet b russ but uh warriors all the way i'll tell you what that was some fun times there those four years no just lovely <laughs> well man i guess there was mostly frustrating because they're in the Cavs one and three but you know i'll take one championship yeah yeah hey you just hold on to that you just hold on to that Again, i think the mo- the thing that'll be obviously i think the Cavs have the two most memorable moments from that four-year stretch the uh yeah. There's the 3-1 comeback and then yep. LeBron's 50-point game and then J.R. Smith just fucking everything up. 
just <laughs> LeBron pointing like that. <laughs> yeah, that me that that meme. Oh man, just live living like always. Every once in a while, in the back of my mind, I'm just like, what the fuck was J.R. Smith thinking, dude? <laughs> just just driving down interstate, like, what the fuck, J.R. <laughs> like, put the ball back up, dude. Shoot the uh, ball. That was frustrating to watch, and and I'm not even a Cavs fan. As a Cavs fan, I'm sure you were just pissed. Yeah. Oh my god, I was. It I was furious. <laughs> but you got your one. You got your one. So uh, there we go. You know, hey, it'll be another fifty years. Hey, that's fine. Uh, the Timberwolves again. Oh, and who who knows? I don't even know if they want a playoff game in twenty years. They saw. I think they. So I was listening to this. Uh, radio the other day and they were talking about like because they rod bottom so they were talking about the timberwolves and they went nine times to the playoffs during kg's era or his tenure and i yep. think they won one playoff series mm-hmm. so, that's fun yeah and now he's you know banned from how does that make <laughs> you feel that you're the greatest player in timberwolves history just and uh they won't let him buy the team yeah <laughs> Uh, so they just said, hey, A-Rod, you got a lot of money. You can buy them. So, hey, you baseball player. Yes, come to the basketball side and mm-hmm. uh, r- run this franchise, please. Mm-hmm. So, they're talking uh, that Kansas City is looking for a basketball team. Uh, obviously, Seattle. Um, but Kansas City has like the 25th media market in, 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 all, of, in all of sports. So like, Send them to Columbus. I'll, root, I'll, there you go. I'll dump my Cavs ties and root for a Columbus team. If, there you go. if they put a team in Columbus, I would immediately become a fan how far is columbus to cleveland like a two hour drive two and a half hours okay but the biggest little rivalry there yeah yeah nice little i-71 rivalry there Ooh. Mm -hmm. okay little tobacco road rivalry there Mm, eh. (laughs) i don't i don't want to be compared to those bums (laughs) that's fair that's fair so all right, B Russ. Um, anything else you want to add before we wrap up episode twenty nine? Here we uh, we got a guest, uh, two guests coming up here uh, after this little uh, segment uh, from us here. Uh, the gentleman from uh, Talking the Line, the podcast. So that's fun. Stay tuned, and uh, we talked to them for about uh, 40, 45 minutes. And uh, they're the Chicago boys, and uh, we talked to B Russ. Had to ask him some food questions, so that was fun. And of course, we had to talk some gambling as well. So stick around here after this, and uh, you can check that out as well. All right, B-Rust, let's hop into our interview here with the Talk in the Line. Gentlemen, we got Colton and Riley from uh, Talk in the Line podcast. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. How are you doing here this Thursday morning? Doing spectacular. How you fellas doing? How you doing over there, Max? I'm doing good, man. I'm happy to be here. We're excited on this, uh, on, on this pod for you guys. Well, we Absolutely. appreciate you uh, joining us here, gentlemen. And if you're just going to do some quick inter- introductions, uh, Colton, you can uh, go first. You can find him on uh, Twitter at ColtTSSports. So, Colton, just uh, just give us a little rundown about yourself. Yes, sir. I am uh, one half, I guess you could say, of the TTL crew, Talking the Line crew, and Tips and Slip Sports media crew. I'm sure we can dive into uh, deep around all of that and what it encompasses and what we do. But uh, yeah, me and Mags were uh, working the corporate grind, going back and forth, and we had this crazy idea that uh, we wanted to start making some content in the sports gambling industry, saw the market was open, and uh, we went to ISU together. That's how we met Illinois State University, and uh, we took this crazy venture, and here we are. Go Redbirds, baby. 
Yes, sir. Roll yes, birds. sir. <laughs> Riley, uh, yeah. yourself, uh, you can find uh, Riley on Twitter at rmagsTSSports. Uh, just give us a little bit of background on yourself. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, like Colton said, I'm the uh, you know the other half of the TTL crew over here. Like he said, we're uh, we're getting into this thing a few months deep into the old podcasting, uh, you know, blogging, whatever you call it or whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to dive into. We've been doing it, and uh, you know, no regrets. At, you know, that's an understatement. We, we're we're through the roof with excitement of how how much enjoyment we get out of it where we can take it, where, you know, we want to build, build a team, mm. help other people, you know, the, we're just scratching the surface. So 150% yeah. could not uh, have said that any better. I mean, we won't give away too much, keep a little bit of the allure behind it, but TTL and tips and slips is nowhere near the pinnacle of where it uh, is definitely going. Yeah. yeah 100%. It's good to hear. Uh, before we kind of dive into it, are you, I need some help on TikTok. I'm trying to get big on TikTok, oh. the gambling TikTok. Do you guys okay. have any uh, advice for me over here? Hey, you, uh, you're talking to the old soul over here, man. I may be <laughs> 25 years old, but I'm probably may as well just be 65 years old. Yeah, <laughs> I've been trying to figure out that the foreign language, man. <laughs> oh man, I've been trying to figure it out. You know, I get on there, I figure some things out, but you know, working a full-time job and doing other stuff on the side too. It's hard to super dive deep into that. And that's, that's why we've been kind of wanting to take this full-time too, to get uh, a wider breadth of stuff that we can do, but man, oh man, I got no clue. How about you, Mags? Yeah, no, it's a foreign language to me still. <laughs> I, I didn't even download TikTok until a couple months ago. I was like, dude, I don't even really enjoy this. Like at least what I see on a daily basis, maybe I'm seeing the wrong things. I open it up and the first three videos I see, I'm crying laughing. So <laughs> something's got to change for us. We got to figure it out. But uh, so far, it's still been a foreign language for us. <laughs> you, Russ, uh, you a TikTok guy or no? Um, I find recipes on there. It's yeah, a there cooking, cooking okay. TikToks. There you go. A, a okay. wild place. Um, yeah, but other than that, I I don't do any of the dancing. I don't do any of that. Um, <laughs> I'm like Colton. I'm an old soul. Yeah. yeah. If you find well, us I on might there, as well be at being AARP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you find us on there, I can't imagine we're gonna be doing too much dancing ourselves. So. <laughs> yeah. One of these here days, I will uh, bust it on open and dive deep. See what I can find on the old gambling TikTok, cooking TikTok. Whoever knows. But just like Mags, I mean, you open it up, and half the time you're rolling on the floor, can't even breathe. Some of the videos you see on there because you're laughing so hard. So, I mean, it's it's a great app. I think it's a great avenue. I I see people. You get on there and. I mean, you blow up overnight with if you just keep yeah. consistent content out there. So I think it's a great avenue and a great way to get out your brand and, and promote yourself for sure, though. Gambling, TikTok, uh, the comments. If you don't win, if you're not if you're not hitting 100% of your bets, you're getting dragged through the mud. Dude. Yeah. It's aggressive. Yeah. That's I mean, rough. that's part of the reason I think it's a little daunting, honestly, because yeah. no <laughs> one's perfect. Yeah, exactly. right. But uh, yeah, we've been diving deep into Twitter and Instagram, trying to get our feet on the feet on the ground with those areas. And I feel like we're we're getting there with those for sure. You know, so maybe TikTok's next. There we go. Put it on the list. So you guys you uh, are both the co-founders now of Tips and Slips Sports. Just uh, w give us a little background. What is that? So that is um, a little bit uh, similar to what you guys got going on over there at Coda Sports Gambling. It's just kind of our our holding company if you will the the bigger picture the broader umbrella company of what we have so it's tips and slip sports media um very baseline level now obviously we have the talking line podcast and newsletter 
But as I was saying, we plan on growing this onto YouTube, getting onto Twitch, growing a team, having other avenues of content, not just sports gambling across the board, maybe more niche into basketball, sports gambling, whatever the case might be, growing to discords, Patreons, having our own merch. So that's just the that's the face of the franchise, if you will. That is our uh, that's our brand. But uh, in order to get content out now, we're on uh, talking the line full time. Called nailed it. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, yeah, I can't really add much to that. He nailed it. Hundred <laughs> percent. And now you guys are based out of Chicago, right? Or Illinois, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. So well, we, yeah. Sorry, we were talking before. We grew up outside of Chicago, but now I actually live in the city of Chicago. Colton lives, you know, you know, basically touching Chicago. So, uh, yeah, we are based out of Chicago now. Uh, yeah, we uh, we grew up. Uh, I grew up in North Central Illinois. Colton grew up in uh, South Central Illinois. I mean, we can go back to that. It's kind of an interesting story. People usually lose their minds when I tell it. But yeah, I grew up in Southern Illinois. I went to a high school of 150 kids. I graduated with 32 kids and my whole town was 1100 people. So I come from very small stuff. Uh, Like I said, went to ISU, Bloomington Normal. I mean, somewhat uh, larger, obviously. I was there for four years and then moved up here where all my guys were in the suburbs in Chicago mags moved to the city i stayed out here in the burbs we just got kind of a wide breadth and reach all over the place and we're out here rocking and rolling yes sir that's awesome so uh what's kind of the sports betting scene there in illinois yeah how long has it been legal now Cole? over mm, a little close somewhere around a year at least with mobile sports betting yeah we're rocking on a year here coming up on uh july are you guys legal out there in south dakota not yet not ah, yet. Okay. Well, it's, been pa- it's been passed, but it, okay. it's only oh. within once. Like, there's no. Yeah. Mo- it's so stupid. I'm. Oh, there's just no, mo- wait. no mobile yeah, just betting. Wait. It's no. Oh, I know. Like, but you know, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd rather it. You know, go now. I, right. But uh, it's right. a whole different discussion that I. What? Well, hey, get we'll get into, into that. We 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 can get into that too. We got plenty of time on that. But uh, <laughs> as far as you know, the legalized sports betting scene in Illinois, it's starting to grow. Obviously, I'm t- we we find you know sometimes there's just still such a mystique and an allure to uh, to sports gambling. Sometimes you know, like you tell people what you do, like oh, I make content for sports gambling and and I'm in the sports gambling industry, and they're like, wait, wait, wait you do what? Do you have a bookie? You you right. do who now? And we're like, no, it's legalized in Illinois. This is all legalized sports betting. So I mean, um, like like we were saying. Um, we went legal in July of 2020, I believe. So we've been, we've been pretty grinding pretty hard on it since then. Um, FanDuel and DraftKings were always available. And then Barstool, uh, just recently became available to us too. And it's, it's a pretty sweet platform as well. Uh, yeah. And like Colton said, like some people you talk to are like, what, what's going on with that? Like that seems sketchy. And then the next guy you might see checking out a baseball game and you ask, Oh, you got any action on this one? Yeah, man, I got screwed on the first five. I got the over in the, like, you know, it's, I would say it's half and half and the people who are on it are all on it, all like all the way on it. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely picking up from person to person, especially, uh, you know, we've got plenty of friends who are all over it, you know, on a given day, they might be, oh man, I got crushed last week. I need to take a couple weeks off or, you know, they're, I'm scorching, man. I made, you know, plus 20 units over the last two weeks. I'm scorching, man. You know, so it's it's definitely picking up in in, uh, in Chicago, yeah. Big time. 
For sure. I was just going to say, B Russ, you want to uh, let them know about uh, your journey here. We've, we had a, we have a cappers contest every month at okay. the network and uh, B Russ, uh, just, just let them know how the first two months went there. Uh, <laughs> and it was it was uh, rough. you know it was one of those like you know started out we like started this whole thing in january and you know we were doing okay i started off well in hockey and then i don't know what what happened i just hit this just straight nose dive down and you know so we had a punishment the first month and i had to wear a uh, pit panthers t-shirt who was you know west virginia's hated rivalry and you know i hate hate them with a burning passion so that picture is on our uh twitter that was just posted the other day um and then but right now you know i'm i'm hot um i think i'm up as of yesterday i was up 24 yeah 18 units i was up 24 and then i know in five day yesterday so it comes around comes yeah, around it comes and goes <laughs> it, comes, and it goes. comes real quick it'll, it'll bite you real quick oh sure yeah. You know, you get cocky, you, you know, you're mm-hmm. doing five bets a day and then you're scorching hot and they're like, oh, let me, I feel good about 10, 15 plays here. And then the next thing yeah. you know, you're right back in the toilet. <laughs> or, you know, you go, you start out one and four and then you're like, okay, let's chase a couple more. I feel good about these. And then those don't hit. And then you go one and six. And <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's the ebbs and flows of it. That's yes, what, sir. that's why we love it. Right. Absolutely. Of course. So they come to gambling. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you guys uh, do you guys specialize in any certain sports, anything like that, Colton and Riley, or no? Man, you know, we try and cap everything that's out there. We try and dive as deep into every numbers and every statistical category that you possibly can find out there as a handicapper for any sport. Right now, we would definitely say, I, I mean, personally myself, I would say NBA. Um, really starting to get hot picking up steam here towards the end of the season and going into playoffs which is what you absolutely always love to see and uh i had a pretty solid uh ncaa basketball season me personally i will bet big 10 big 12 all the big name games and then i will go all the way down deep into the mud matter of fact underneath the mud <laughs> and i will go ahead and bet a stetson versus quinnipiac game oh, i've been there man Air. I absolutely love low mid majors. I love everything about college basketball. I, I can get into the numbers for that all day long, but you know, the shitty part is goodness gracious. We got it for what, four months, five months, and then tournament boom over with. So trying to get better at capping some hockey, capping some baseball, um, having a little bit of some struggles on baseball here of late, but uh, we're, we're turning around the corner. We're starting to uh, crank the heat back up in that area. Try, trying to crank the heat back up in some NHL, but here going on into playoffs, man, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty similar to Colton. Honestly, I've been having some decent success with NBA this year, uh, a little bit of, you know, decent success with college basketball. I'd say Colton had some more success with those low mid majors, like he was saying, but uh, you know, college basketball, you know, I miss it so much because on a given Saturday, you got over a hundred options to choose from. So it's impossible not to find some decent value there. And then, uh, you know, on top of that, it's, you know, it's been a few months since we've had it, but I mean, we're both monster football fans, monster football betters. How did I leave Um, that out? (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know. But, uh, and like Colton, I am getting my ass whooped in baseball so far this season. So if you're checking out my baseball plays, take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) You know, I mean, I I think we got a nice little run here on NBA going uh, between the two of us, Colton, on our uh, talking to line plays but uh, aside from that yeah we've been uh, 
getting dragged down baseball for sure. And then Colton's a little bit bigger of an NHL better than I am. Uh, but yeah, I'm a big, big, big NBA guy over here. Awesome. Love to see it. The, uh, the underdogs boys uh, in the MLB definitely uh, dominating early on this season. I know B Russ and I have kind of talked about this uh, on a, on a couple episodes uh, prior to this one, but uh, you just have the dogs right now. They're 101 and 65 hitting at 60.8% against the spread, which is uh, good to see. Then you have the away dogs at 63.3%, 62 and 36. The home dogs, not far behind 39 and 29 for 57 0.4%. But uh, from you guys just doing your capping, uh, any reason why the underdogs seem to be having success here early on? And I just honestly think it's early season lines. It's a lot of you see lines based off of pitching matchups. We made a few bets uh, today based off pitching matchups, and it completely went in the opposite favor. I just think nobody really knows what's going on right now. And I think the books do, and they know that, and they see, they know right where they want to set the lines. So I've been trying to really pick that apart as far as where they're setting the lines at like minus 150, minus 160. Like, why is that good of a team that short of a favorite? That doesn't make any sense. So I look into that. And matter of fact, today, I put a good amount of dough on the old nationals and the giants or yesterday, I'm sorry. Uh, yesterday, Wednesday, I put uh, some money on the nationals and the giants. They both cashed uh, for some great money. Money. So, hey, might start running away with the the underdogs. You uh, said some pretty doggone good yeah, trends there that I hadn't man. I hadn't looked into yet. I, <laughs> I'd seen a few things, but son of a gun, man, that's that's pretty intense. Yeah, and like Colton was saying, I think a lot. Of, it seems like a lot of those lines are based off of you know the team success from last year. Um, and you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of teams. Uh, I would say the Astros are really the team, the favorite in these matchups that have been taking care of business, maybe the Dodgers a little bit, but everyone else, it's a toss up. I mean, we were, we were on the Padres against the pirates in a couple of these games this week, you know, got torched there, whether it was first five, whatever it'd be, but yeah, we're still, uh, we're still, uh, you know, testing the waters here. All right. Love it. B Russ has gotten us into everybody at the network, uh, the no run in the first inning and that's been electric. That is a most electric bet in, in sports. Uh, yeah. Electric bet to take, you know, you got maybe a 1130, a 1230 game, nice little first pitch around there. And you want to just sweat your nuts off real fast. <laughs> Go ahead and lock in a no runs in a first inning on your Friday morning and see if you don't lose mm-hmm. your mind. Oh, it is a blast. So what are the odds typically on that? I'll be honest. I have not, uh, you know, I see people, you know, buzzing about it, but I honestly haven't dipped my toes into it. So really what it is, like, it's basically the line in the first inning. It's set at, you know, a half. And, like, the other day I took, uh, who was the Reds and the Giants. Uh, I took them the other day, no runs in the first inning, and I got absolutely torched. They scored eight runs in the first inning (laughs) on Tuesday night. Like, Joey Votto hit that. I hit a two-run home run right off the bat, and I was like, all right, sweet. And I think I got it at, like, minus 130. Okay, that's what I meant, not the the run line. Yeah, 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 but – yeah, so like that, and then, you know, I had, who was it the other day? I think the, you know, I look at the pitching matchups a lot, like especially mm-hmm. in that first inning, you're rolling through that uh, lineup the first time. So like I had Scherzer, or not Scherzer, uh, Strasburg and Jack Flaherty for the Cardinals. Uh, that one ended up cashing, and um, but then they ended up giving like four, giving up 14 runs to the Cardinals throughout the game, but yeah, we you know, had the as, long as, that, as long as that first one, as long as that first one cashed, that's all that mattered. Mm-hmm. But it, so, yeah, it's absolutely electric. It's funny that you mentioned uh, you had a bad beat on that 
Reds and Giants game because we actually had a little bit of action on that game as well. We had the Giants first five and didn't cash, but you want to know when it cashed? In the sixth fucking sixth <laughs> inning. Of course. Uh, I mean, yeah. come on now. I mean, you know, that's just the epitome of a bad beat. Uh, and that's uh, that's kind of how our MLB season's been going so far. It's not like we're missing out of the water, like we're getting beat 11 to nothing. You know, I mean, we did have a kind of a crazy one with, uh, you mentioned St. Louis, 14 to 1 against Washington. We had the under in that match. Under seven and a half. And I mean, St. <laughs> Louis hits it by themselves. Like, come on now. It, it's yeah. just little things like that so we'll get it figured out get it hammered out we'll get in around you want to you want to make some money you just bet the under on the indians games and more often than <laughs> not, they're gonna cash because they got good starting pitching in their offense is jose ramirez and then yep. everybody else heck yeah heck yeah well boys uh you guys any games for us thursday or leading us into the weekend uh, that you like uh, that you've circled or that you've capped already uh that you want to give out here So we kind of talked about this before we hopped on the pod here with you boys. Again, thanks for having us on, man. We can't uh, tell you how much we appreciate this. And uh, anytime you want to hop on the pod with us as well, um, absolutely 100% welcome. We will schedule that up in the future. But we we talked about this a little bit, and we got our newsletter coming out tomorrow that we're going to wrap up here once we get off uh, recording with you. And um, we decided that... Since uh, we do a little something over at the TTL podcast and newsletter, we do a special play every day on every single podcast, every single newsletter. You guys were so kind to invite us on. So we thought, why don't we give you our special play and you guys be the first and your audience be the first to get it? I love it. How about that? Let's hear it. So I know I, I know I teased that a little bit and didn't tell you what the surprise was, but there you are, my <laughs> friend. So that, uh, that is what we're doing. So tomorrow, our Thursday, or I'm sorry, I keep saying tomorrow, it's time of recording. Today's Thursday special play of the day, our Thursday special play of the day is the triple play Thursday parlay. Okay. How you feeling about that? I like it. Let okay. me give a let me get my pen. Hold, hold, give me two okay. seconds here. All right, get, get get you some paper and your pen. All right, let's hear this. <laughs> All right. So what we try to do with the Triple Play Thursday parlay, if you couldn't guess, they're all baseball plays. So that's why we've been trying to tell you guys. We've been heating up. We're turning around. All right. So we try and do one money line, one run line, and one total. Okay. So for the first leg of our Triple Play parlay. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please, ladies and gentlemen. We are taking uh, the Philadelphia Phillies plus one and a half against the New York Mets. For a couple of reasons, main reason, DeGrom can pitch his ass off, and it doesn't matter. That Mets offense is not going to get it done for him. Regardless of how often you want to look back or how far you want to look back, it's been the case for DeGrom over, over the tenure with the Mets and what happens with that offense. And even if they do have a good offensive game with him, it's usually always tight and it's usually right at a run per game. Mags, did you have any uh, specifics that you wanted to bring up on that one? No, I mean, the whole DeGrom phenomenon, it doesn't make a lick of sense. No, there's no, uh, no sense in trying to make sense of it. And uh, in this case, you got the Phillies plus one and a half. I think the straight odds are somewhere around minus one tenth. So, you know, Decent odds there, and uh, like like we said, a little bit of that, a uh, little bit of that insurance in case uh, in case he really locks him down. But uh, like I said, it doesn't make a lick of sense. But uh, you know, 
We're not going to try and make sense of it. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and uh, opposing pitcher for the Phillies is actually Zach Eflin, and he has pitched pretty decently. He got uh, somewhat roughed up in a really back-and-forth game against the Braves, but he pitched a hell of a matchup against um, the Braves in a game prior to that and uh, only allowed one run on 80 pitches and seven innings. So he's got uh, enough of an arm that he can go toe-to-toe with the ground all night long and keep this game close, and I think that the Philly sticks. We both think that the Philly sticks will keep this together. So that's the first leg. Second leg is going to be our total play. This is the matchup between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Washington Nationals. We are going over the nine runs. Mags, what you got on this one, man? Uh, yeah, I mean, both of these teams, uh, you know, Diamondbacks have been pretty sneaky as far as their bat. I mean, I don't know that they're, I think they're under 500 record, but their, uh, their bats have been pretty sneaky, uh, quietly scoring runs, no problem. Nationals last few games have been picking up. They have uh, they have some shutouts that they've had that are probably keeping this line down a little bit. Uh, but if you look two, I think two out of those three shutouts are against the Dodgers, uh, Walker Buehler, Clayton Kershaw. Um, I am blanking on who's uh, the matchup pitching matchup for uh, the uh, Diamondbacks at the moment. But uh, Cole, go ahead if you got it. Yeah, I got you. It's Merrill Kelly. Um, he, he's got roughed up pretty good, uh, against the rocks, the, the Rockies beat him seven to three. And then the Padres beat him four to two both times when he got the start in, uh, four innings and six innings, he threw 184 pitches, only had five K's, three walks, gave up two homers and had nine earned runs. So very, uh, confident that, uh, the old, the old, uh, Phillies here, or I'm, I apologize. The old, um, Washington Nationals are going to be able to put some balls deep and at least get some runners in scoring position. And finally, like Mag said, their their bats are finally starting to get hot and, and they've been pretty hot at home. So we like them in that spot. And then also Arizona, like you said, super sneaky. They can uh, get some runs up on the board in a hurry if they yeah. want to. I mean, they beat the Reds, the Reds we were talking about before recording seven to nothing. So, you know, they can get it done if they want to. So we love that over at the over nine. And then for the third leg, we are taking the Oakland A's money line against the Detroit Tigers. All right. So we went back and forth a little bit on this. And truth be known, for a lot of our plays, we go back and forth a <laughs> lot because Mags has his points, I have my points, and we're both assholes and uh, like to stick to our guns. So we uh, we settled on the Oakland A, and we know we know the legend of Akil Badu in Detroit, the whole mystique they got going on over there right now. But we think that the A's have a much better shot to finally notch their second victory at home. They're they're one in six, so it doesn't look good on paper when you look into it. Um, but when you look deeper below the surface, it's uh, Manieya on the mound for the A's and Scooball on the mound for the Tigers. Um, Scooball is actually coming in with a 7.71 ERA. He's gotten roughed up in uh, both of his matchups, but only has one loss. They took him out uh, super early in the second. And then Manieya, he's got a 5.06 ERA, but he's been pitching a lot better. And I think he comes in um, much, much hotter than um, what uh, what Scooball will come in as. And then another thing, both of these guys are lefties, right? So they're both taking the bump as lefties. And the splits here are what really, really drew us to the A's and to lock this play in. The A's are hitting 267 average against lefties, and the Tigers are only hitting 188 average against lefties. So pretty severe split there. 
the A's are averaging 6.75 runs per nine innings uh, against lefties, and the Tigers are only uh, getting 1.35 runs uh, per nine innings against lefties. So another big discrepancy there. We love yeah. that. So, uh, yeah, one more time. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I was just going to say the odds, but I'm sure you're about to nail it. Oh, uh, hey, <laughs> rock and roll, rock and roll. Um, I actually don't have the odds in front of me, so I'm going to let you hammer that one home, my man. But um, yeah, one more time, uh, three legs. We got the Philadelphia Phillies against uh, plus one and a half against the New York Mets. We have the over in the Diamondbacks versus Nationals matchup over nine. And then we have the Oakland A's money line against the Detroit Tigers for some nice, sweet, juicy odds for your Thursday of Plus 520, I believe it is. Ooh. Very nice. nice and juicy. You know, I uh, I can't promise you boys that this ain't going to be a sweat, but that's why we do the special plays because our special plays usually are uh, sick uh, nasty, yeah. if you will. But uh, yeah, we, I mean, we dive lot. deep into it yeah. for sure. But I mean, you know, it is it is some entertainment purpose with it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Don't advise, uh, you know, 10 parlays a day by any means. No. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not for the faint of heart. Right. No, and that's, that's what we always tell our listeners. And if, if you guys, I'm sure you share this with your listeners too, but man, oh man, it's so easy to listen to like a podcast like ours or like yours or anybody out there. And, oh, they, they know what they're talking about. They got all the plays. Let's parlay them all. Well, we give you straight plays for a reason. If we thought we were, I mean, we're very confident we do the work, but like we said earlier on, nobody's perfect, man. So we're not going to be on 100% every day. Sometimes we will be. We'll have a 7-0 day, and it'll be amazing. We'll all cash out. But don't parlay all of our plays, man, because it's just going to end up upsetting for you at the end of the day. Just if we tell you straight play, straight play. And if we give you a special play, hammer that bad boy in. All right. Wise words. Yeah. I like it. Love it. Good stuff. All right, gentlemen, thank you for that. Uh, we appreciate whoa, 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 that. Before we hey, go, yeah. we got the important – we got to get the important stuff. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Are you guys Southsiders or Northsiders? That's the first question. Yeah, we were do, right before you got, I hopped on the call. Uh, Colts, a huge diehard Cubs fan. I'm a diehard White Sox fan. So nice little rivalry on the podcast every okay, single, so uh, every day. So I'm an Indians fan. So uh, I, hate, I hate both. That's fair. Um, hey man, love it. if it helps at all, I was actively rooting for the Indians in 2016. That's how much I hate the Cubs a lot more than the Indians. So. Yeah, you know, it's that was uh, the 2016 was probably like the pinnacle of my like sports fandom. Like the Cavs uh-huh. won that yeah. championship, mm-hmm. and then the Indians were in the World Series. Uh, the Raiders, I'm a, oddly enough, a Raiders fan too, okay. not a Browns fan, but uh, we were, um, you know, game seven. Once we're, when Rajay Davis hit that home run, I thought there's no way the Indians yeah. were losing this. <laughs> I shit my that, pants. And then that I shit my pants rain, when it happened. That rain delay happened, and I, like you knew, at the minute that rain delay happened, the Cubs were winning, winning the game. So you know it'll always haunt me. I always pull up that like you know every once in a while just to feel something. You know I pull up that Rajay <laughs> Davis home run. <laughs> Man, uh, you know still gives me goosebumps to this day. That was probably one of even though they lost, it was one of the greatest moments of my my sports fandom it was yeah, sweet I can't it, blame you, man. it definitely was sweet i uh like i said i shit my pants when that happened man it's being a huge <laughs> cub fan that happened and yeah. uh, my soul left my body i thought it was all over but the crying for me as a cubs fan yet again i thought it it was a wrap i thought i was uh, uh settling in for another 150 years but uh <laughs> 
sorry to your boys. I finally got to bring one home. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy. I just get to talking about it. I even get kind of choked up talking about it because it's just you you get to that pinnacle of one of your favorite sports teams. And it's like, it's like Mags with his Packers, like Mags will go to the dirt with anybody with his Packers. And I'm the same way with the Cubs. I love all Chicago teams, but it's the Cubs, man. And seeing that in 2016 was just like the pinnacle of my sports fandom, you know, just being in college, nonstop, always watching sports and just seeing the Cubbies close it out with the world series. Yes, sir. I mean, that's, you know, I hope the one like that Cavs, championship is the only like true happiness i've ever felt in my <laughs> in my sports fandom you know like they the indians have done nothing the raiders haven't done anything uh i went to west virginia west virginia hasn't done okay. anything since i've you know uh been a fan of them for a long time but uh yeah like that like you said it's been it had been 58 years 55 years something like that since uh the city of cleveland had won a title granted the indians it's been like 68 right i believe but yeah like i'm exactly the same way with you when that buzzer went off and you know lebron's hugging kevin love dude like i, I cried dude I, yeah man it was just, just one of those things like hard, if, pe- if people don't to... understand it then right you know they it, haven't yeah. been through it like you know boston fans they win a goddamn title every <laughs> other year la fans of you know, <laughs> right. titles tampa fans so you know like they never get it and then you know, for us to go through everything that we've been through as fans, whether it's you and the 108 years or me and the shot and then, you know, the block and Kevin Love playing defense on Steph Curry and coming back from three, like, it's just, you know, it's just something that people will never, never understand. Maybe Pace will understand it in a hundred years. I'm taking my talents to uh, Seattle when the Timberwolves move. So uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay okay yeah there you go yeah you know it's it's hard not to get emotional about sports boys there's just something beautiful about them it just yeah, brings uh, everybody together like you know you could be sitting next to some dude that's making seven figures a year and you're working a hourly shift you know at the walmart and you guys are <laughs> cheering high five and, right. and then three hours later you're never to see him again you know it's just one of those things that just brings people it's a beautiful beautiful thing right and yeah sometimes it divides cold and i since we got uh you know bears and packers i can only south side the north side such as such as life around here but uh we still put out a pretty badass pod so (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's all that matters you guys being chicago guys Mm. a lot of a lot of food culture in chicago oh yeah sure is uh so are you guys deep dish guys or are you guys what's because i can't say it, it's a tomato casserole to me it's not even like i can't I, okay I do not respect chicago pizza at all. there's some uh there's some interesting takes on it i mean i'm i'm a pizza fiend what i don't care what it is deep dish traditional um you know it's a it's a touchy subject over here i'll be honest deep dish along with some uh, chicago dogs but uh you know, it depends on who you ask. Some people will swear by it and go to their grave loving deep dish. I mean, there's a couple spots like this, whether or not you've had some, uh, you know, legit deep dish. If you haven't, there's a couple spots that you definitely got to try before you can uh, put some final judgment on. And then there's some people who say, ah, it's overrated, man. You got to find the right, uh, you know, you know, traditional slice. And I honestly kind of lean towards that. I'm more of a traditional slice, uh, save for a couple spots in town. 
Just too much sauce and cheese going on for me. Yeah, it's fair. Like it's, it's and then fair. you cut it, and it's then you cut point. it, and it's just all like just yeah. Well, if you do it wrong, I mean, the take I would say, you know, nationwide is like you can't mess up pizza. I do think you can mess up deep the deep dish pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like you said, too much sauce or you know, too much cheese, not enough cheese, whatever it be. So I like I like cold pizza. Deep dish cold pizza just does not sound appetizing no, no. compared to normal cold. Pizza. So. I can second Mags's motion that this man might eat more pizza than anybody on the entire planet. Yeah. He'll eat it if it's round, if it's square, if it's a triangle, if it's got one <laughs> topping, 12 toppings, if it's warm, if it's cold, if it's pizza, yeah. it's it's going down the gullet for Mr. Yep. Magnuson over there. So, yeah, we eat a lot of freaking za, but, you know, <laughs> I love – Every once in a while, it's got to be it's got to be a blue moon out of nowhere. I didn't think about it. I'm not watered up for it. It just smacked me in the face. Somebody say, "Hey, you want to go get a deep dish?" Sure, maybe, mm. but it's got to be a Lou Malnati's for me. It's got to be a Lou Malnati's for me, no question in the world. However, my favorite is a pub cut. I am a sucker for a pub cut, and that is uh, that actually came out of Chicago. That's actually the Chicago pizza. Everybody thinks it's deep dish, and it's those thin crust, real square, little bite-sized pieces. And, mm-hmm. oh, man, I'll eat five of those things. For some reason, when they're cut into tiny squares, you know, there's not as many calories. There's not as much stuff going <laughs> yeah, no. on, so you can just keep inhaling it on. Yeah, 100%. I could eat a whole, a whole one of those pizzas, but you give me a – just regular triangle pizza i'm eating like half of it maybe <laughs> i just don't know i just don't know what it is and then who's, who got the best italian beef in town oh Ooh, that's a good question i uh, actually just moved away from a spot that had in, some incredible italian beef uh byron's I, li- I used to live i'm not a cubs fan but i used to live a few blocks north of wrigley up until a couple months ago um i've only been living actually in the city for a couple of years now so i'm still like every time i go to a restaurant i'm trying a new spot uh al's beef has got some good uh italian beef like i said my uh my tiny little spot next to my apartment was called byron's and it's got some uh, pretty solid italian beef over there but uh al's beef is pretty legit yeah um, you know you know like the big names like portillo's mm-hmm. and um yeah. bona beef like those are good in their own right but almost anymore it's better to go and find like a little joint, whatever. Mm. I, I got a little place out here in Palatine, Palatine, Illinois. Shout out my boys at Capri Deli, my man, Tony. He is one of the coolest guys ever. It's the If you're ever in Palatine, Illinois, or even in the Chicago suburbs, northern suburbs, you got to hit that place. But if I'm going like somewhere that everybody knows, there's nothing that beats a good Tillos, man. Some yeah. poor Tillos. You get, here's what you get you. You get you a nice Italian beef. Well, actually, you get you a combo, so it's going to get you a nice Italian sausage and beef all on one damn bun, and then you get that bad boy baptized, so it's going to come a little sloppy, so what you're going to want to do is get back into the comfort of your own home before you choose to indulge on this thing, because it's going to be a little nasty. You're going to want to go ahead and be by yourself. Then on the side, as a side, you're going to get you a Chicago dog, just a nice red hot. Now, Mag said there is a little bit of debate for this. I like mine loaded. I love the pickles, sport peppers, tomatoes, the mustard, the whole works on there. As long as you as long as you don't say ketchup or don't put ketchup on it, you're safe. If you say the word ketchup around hot dogs, you're going to get your ass kicked out of town. (laughs) It's just they just don't they don't like it for some reason. And then you just get you some fries and a large chocolate cake shake. Mm -hmm. And yes, gentlemen, they take a slice of cake 
<laughs> and while they are mixing up your shake, they look you right in the eyes and they say, hey, watch this and dump that slice of cake <laughs> into your shake. And you said, did you really just do that? And it shocks you every single time. But man, oh man, is that one hell of a meal. I'm going to have some wet dreams tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that it. That sounds incredible. <laughs> All right, um, gentlemen. Wait, so oh. no catch, no ketchup on the dogs? No ketchup. You'll get your dogs. ass kicked out of town if you mention the even mention the word ketchup mm-hmm. around hot dogs. Can't do it. See, what about mustard? Mustard? Oh, yeah. Mustard's a go. 100%. Okay. Okay. I'm not okay. a huge mustard guy myself. I like some relish. I like, uh, you know, a little, uh, little green pepper on there even. Uh, they get creative out here with their hot dogs. So I'll tell you what. Mm. But like I said, if you even like ketchup is a sin, if you're talking hot dogs in Chicago. Absolutely. Have you you guys ever had Mac, Mac and cheese on a hot dog? Oh yeah. I have. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, absolutely. Like I said, we get creative out here. We get, we get so creative as to, I've seen a macaroni covered corn dog that has been fried. And then you just (laughs) take a bite out of the macaroni and the corn dog at the same time. I'm talking about, it is food culture out here. You boys ever make your way out to the shy city, our city, anytime we'll, uh, we'll show you a good time. Absolutely. hundred percent. We love it. We're like the year. What what is something in South Dakota, Deadwood, that's like food wise, that's like just South Dakota food? Uh, It'd have to be steak tips. Okay, steak tips. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Steak tips, like, you know, I mean, you can find them anywhere. Like, you know, you could find your deep dish anywhere else, but it's Mm. not going to be done right like it is out here, you know. It's, or like, you know, back home uh, in Ohio, they had. I always get this special mustard. I actually just had it delivered to me. They had it at uh, Indians games with Bertman's mustard. And it was like this special mustard that they made for the stadium. Just had my dad just delivered some to me uh, last week when he was in town. And then, you know, down in West Virginia where I went to school, they had hot dog, uh, West Virginia dog, which was chili, coleslaw, onions, and mustard. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Give me all of that. I'm in. Sign me up. Yeah it's buddy you have a couple of the you have a couple of those after a night out on the town in morgantown and you are <laughs> you're feeling good the next day oh yeah. man lovely well now boys I, i'm about to go get a hot dog so we better wrap Seriously. this up <laughs> uh, but uh colton and riley again just thank you for joining us from the uh, talk in the line uh podcast uh just just one more plug uh for twitters and the podcast and the newsletter everything like that Absolutely. Hey, again, thank you guys so much. We uh, absolutely, anytime you want to have us on, reach out. Uh, we will definitely stay in touch with you. We'll uh, kick back and forth. We'll have you on the pod here soon. We got, uh, like we said, big stuff coming. We, uh, we're we working on some behind the scenes video stuff to be able to have that capability and make it look real nice, crisp, clean, stuff like that. But what you asked, I will answer. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Colt TS Sports. And follow Riley at RMAGS TS Sports, just like it sounds, R-M-A-G-S TS Sports. And you can follow uh, Talking the Line super simple on Twitter at Talking the Line and on Instagram. Be sure to hit that up. My boy Mags does some cold-ass work with some canvas over there with our picks, not like anybody else. It is at Talking underscore the underscore line. So got some great stuff over there. And uh, on our Twitter, you'll see the link tree too. So if you're uh, missing anything, if I didn't say anything, just go smash it on there. You'll find it 150%. You forgot the uh, newsletter. Oh, wow. The most important part. I say, uh, I say the pod. So we got the, we got the podcast, obviously 
Um, that is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, available on your favorite podcasting platform, uh, whatever you want, Apple, Spotify, all the above, Amazon Music. And then we have uh, what we originally started this journey with was our daily newsletter that we have now moved to Tuesday and Thursday to bridge the gap between podcast. And you can subscribe to that um, at Substack or talkingtheline.substack.com. So one more time, talkingtheline.substack.com. So it's super simple. You, It's free. You can always go into it, but um, you can subscribe to it. And we will never send you spam. We're not going to load you up with goofy ass emails that you don't want to get. What we do is we write out our full picks. Actually, we have this coming out tomorrow and our triple play Thursday parlay is on there as well. Um, so it gets delivered to your email inbox every morning at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. You get our picks, our locks first. We have our locks and then our special play of the day. And then my man, R. Mags, has his sidebar where he gives you a little sports fact you didn't know about, little video make you laugh. Every day it's changing. And then one of my passions is to give a little bit of uh, motivation and inspiration in everything I do. I love to just uh, share that message. And I have Colts Inspiration Corner. Um, so Thursday's edition is actually going to be adversity is your friend. So, uh, if you guys want to check that bad boy out, slide on over to the talking the line newsletter, um, subscribe to that. We have that on every Tuesday, Thursday too. All right. We love it. Thank you boys again for joining us and, uh, we'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having us. It was a lot of fun. See you fellas. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you again for joining us here on the 29th episode of the Mount Lockmore podcast. And uh, best of luck with your bets here on Thursday and into the weekend. And uh, we'll see you Monday morning. Let's go. Peace. Do you need help making your daily sports wagers? Check out the Coda Sports Gambling Network at codasportscappers.com. They offer free daily picks on their website and have a bi-weekly podcast called the Mount Lockmore Podcast that you can find on Spotify, Apple Music, or Google Play. The Coda Sports Gambling Network is home of the top sports cappers in the Dakotas. They are South Dakota's number one source for sports gambling information. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Coda Cappers or visit their website at codasportscappers.com.